Hello and welcome back to the Pinstripe Podcast. Scotty, how are you? Tired, but relieved. Listen, we know that we missed the last two weeks. Scotty uh, just got back from college. She said 30 minutes ago. So if anybody can flash back in their brain to remembering the last few weeks of college of finals. Um, Scotty, is it safe to say you were a little busy the last two weeks? Just a smidge. Just just a smidge. As in, I had zero hours. (laughs) So while normally we're pretty safe in the off season like if, if you're busy there's not normally a lot of news that we miss but we managed to miss um quite Every, a fair the only bit there's huh? like one there's like one signing or two signings that haven't happened yeah and that's it like important ones yeah so Cool of baseball to just decide to move fast for once in its fucking life. Like, I don't know where that came from, but it's fine. Scotty, I'm going to let you kind of guide us here today. I kind of feel like doo-doo. So tell me where you want to start, what you want to chat about first. Well, I think we have to start, you know, domestic here. Um, The biggest move, and we could talk about that because I think we can talk about it extensively to start with this Mr. Juan Soto trade. So, so like on a scale of one to ten, how upset were you when the worst case scenario for the Yankees happened and we traded for a future Hall of Famer? One being least, ten being the most. I was honestly I was probably smack middle at like a five. Because I I don't know if it was the last episode recorded or the one before it we were talking about it and you're like, I don't want Soto. And I was like, oh. I'm still up in the air about it. I think that it's a big thing of cool. We add, I mean, you can put a fine line of cool. We added one more superstar. I mean, you, you've seen all the memes about it right now. It's literally DJ Mayhew to lead it off, ground out, walk, walk, ground out, double play. You got to the inning. <laughs> yeah, but I want to have a more positive outlook than that, Scotty. <laughs> I think what is really good, along with the other trade we'll get into in a minute, is we can finally have a righty-lefty pure lineup. Yes. From one to nine, righty-lefty, righty-lefty, righty-lefty. And it's a genuine righty-lefty. It isn't some we have to finagle and throw freaking Marvin Gonzalez at the three spot. Uh, it's it's a genuine can-do work. And, like, you can look at it and be like, oh, yeah, well, the bottom half of our order hasn't, like, they batted, like, maybe 220 as a group. The bottom half of our order also is 16. Um, the I'd like to say last year the top half of our order also hit 200. So I don't think we should really be comparing the two. Yeah. Um, I think the most important thing now that has to happen with the people that are on the Yankees right this current moment, right? Not vying for the final big signing for the Yankees. I think that the biggest thing would be sorting out and hopefully already having conversations on a Soto extension. Yes. I know there's a fine line of talk Soto for extension. I know he's kind of gone on interviews saying, yeah, we're kind of, if you want to, if you want to talk to me about it, you can come up and talk to me about it. But it's also as a Boris uh, agent, 
mm-hmm. and Boris agents aren't keen on midseason signings. Um, frustrating part about that, man. Yeah. But is Cole the only Boris client? Is Judge so. a Scott Boris client? What? Judge isn't a Scott Boris client. I don't think so, no. Right? Um, I mean, I was over the moon when this happened. It was, it was, it was honestly, I think, one of the more curious trades that we've seen in recent history, in that it was being wished about whispered about for like four days. Like it was least, very no, like, public like, that they were trying to put a package together and everybody knew who who, who was it? offered and then who was denied and who was offered like, and who was denied. It was, yeah, it was a solid two days of knowing two names at least. I mean, there's going to be a few more probably with it. Mm-hmm. Like for two straight days, everybody was waiting for confirmation. And then at whatever, nine o'clock, 930 at night, they go and they get it done. Michael King... Unfortunately, we can talk about that in a second. Had his bags packed for four days before he knew that he was like officially going to San Diego. Yeah. Which I saw a quote from King on the day that it happened. And so one of my best friends is from San Diego, is a huge Padres fan. And we were talking about it. And I was explaining to her, I'm like, you got a very good picture out of this. And mm-hmm. the King quote that I saw was actually, he was talking about something that his dad said. Um, and his dad said, if you are the centerpiece in a trade for a future Hall of Fame baseball player, that is the highest compliment you can get. Yeah. yeah. And and I go over this trade. So, again, if for some reason you're under a rock and you didn't know who got traded. So, Juan Soto and Trent Grisham come to the Also, end. how the fuck did Trent Grisham jump into Juan Soto's suitcase? How out of he I don't, into I don't this? know how to look at it. He finagled his way out of Diego or into New York. I really can't figure out yet. Um, but he 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 snuck his way in somehow or out. Um, but from the Yankees, San Diego gets Michael King, Drew Thorpe, um, Randy Vasquez, Johnny Brito, and Kyle Higashioka. I break down for not what we what the Yankees gained yet, but what San Diego gained. So as everybody knows. Uh, Blake Snell, one side young, free agent. He's gone. He's out of San Diego. Seth Lugo, another big part of their rotation, out of San Diego, just signed to the Royals. Mm-hmm. Another guy out of their, their their rotation. So right now, I think all they have is really Michael Waka from who they had last year. And um, um, and the guy with... Uh, what's his... Uh, I, I can picture him. He's from San Diego. They thought that he had sticky stuff. He yelled at the Mets. Oh, Musgrove. Yes. Yes. Glad that yelling but, at the Mets got you there. <laughs> no, I, yeah. Uh, but what this, what the Padres got out of that is Michael King, who, I mean, as we know and have talked about, is a crazy good middle reliever, show flashes of being a starter. And this is what I, I take me back to the end of, this MLB season yep. where I said Michael King is going to be looking for to be a starter. We can't, the Yankees can't keep Michael King mm-hmm. because he's going to be going to be able to be a starter. The Yankees just don't have the availability and the, and the persuasion to be able to push him either way. You throw him in San Diego where they're struggling for starting pitchers. He could be a starting pitcher or a key bullpen player. They also have um, Josh Hader as their closer. So getting a one, two, three Musgrove King, uh, uh, 
a hater would be a crazy trio. Um, but along with that, you get two rookies in Vasquez and Brito who have sh- shown flashes in the majors, both being a starter, a okay starter, really not great, but still young starter and potential bullpen arms. If you need either of them to do that, they both have reps in both ways. You get Drew Thorpe who led all the MILB, the minor leagues in strikeouts. Yeah. Who has a great future. And I think I saw something and he's not even cracking their top 10 prospects. Well, if you think back to, the year that they were doing when the Padres were doing oh they when they were doing all their trades for Darvish, Snell, Machado, they kept on getting all of these very top ranked players with just like a huge collection of prospects. Yeah, they did. And and, I mean they still they clearly have a a very good uh prospect list and not seeing Drew Thorpe on that, especially with how impactful he was for the Yankee farm system. Yeah. Yeah. And, And and to still see that there are probably 10 people who are going to make a potential bigger impact than what everybody thinks Drew Thorpe can make uh, is crazy, but that's still a future to come. I still think it's probably another year until they decide to look to use him. He mm-hmm. did only sit in double uh, a this past year for the Yankees. So he still needs to move up, probably sit in double a depending on their pitching situation uh, for San Diego. But the final piece was Kyle Higashioka and I think Higashioka may become a everyday starter for them. I think at least at minimum he's getting 50-50 time because they struggled a lot in their, their catcher position. Yeah, their catching position was not good. And, you know, it is like story-wise, right? Higashioka's been with the Yankees for like, what, like 12, 16 years? Something ridiculous. Like he was drafted, went through the entire system as a Yankee. He has been a Yankee forever. He caught both why am i blanking on his name's perfect game and also domingo and also domingo herman's no hitter who what's what's the one that i'm blanking on like yes right so he's been behind um the dish for very important things he was he had a really great connection with garrett cole for a very long time but it was time to move past tagashioko with wells getting reps last year he definitely Wells, I think, I personally think, is ready to take on the backup role behind Trevino because, right, Trevino, Trevi's back this year, which is huge. He had a thumb injury last year, I believe, that kept him out the entire season. And that allowed Wells the opportunity to come up when Mr. Not Real, but was real that I can't think of, who was part of the IKF trade. Hmm? And Rorvet, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the fake man. I'm just like totally. My brain is all over the place. I'm just blanking on people's names. But um, it was unfortunately time for Higgy to move on. But I think that this is, I agree, the best place for him to move on to to continue to have a professional career. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I think I think for the Yankees on their side of getting rid of Higgy, I think you might see Wells try to get pushed to the starting role because of his bat. I was going to say not had a real bat. The in the. All. It is a real battle of, right, do you want an off, right? Because we're back to the place where there's no catcher that really does both, right? Yeah. Wells is offensively the better option, but Trevino has a platinum glove behind the plate. Yeah. It's hard to... Uh, but anyways, uh, I wanted to mention right now, the catchers for the Padres is, they have three of them listed on their roster. Right, Sullivan, who has 
80 at bats nice for the Padres in his sorry in his career um Kyle Higashioka who of course is wearing his classic 66 but is 33 with 800 at bats or uh Luis uh Campusano who has two years in the majors and only 248 total at bats so they have young catchers caught for them last year it was uh, Austin Nola and somebody else. And I Austin Nola, I forgot oh, was, about uh, him. The guy, the guy with the long, long hair who looked a yeah, little Samoan. I can see him, but I can't think of his name. Yeah, I can't think of his name either. But both of them were very bad. Yes. And so that's like, I, I thought they had Nola still. And I was like, that's going to be, Higgy's taking his spot. I mean, but Higgy's taking those. Catchers. Higgy's going to take the spot of those two catchers as well. Yeah, but I think I think it's a it's a young catcher. I mean, uh, Campusano is twenty five, so young guy who he was batting. I think I saw it was two seventy his career. So he has a, he has glimpses there, and I think they might use Higgy as it's similar to what he did with the Yankees. Show up every once in a while, hit two home runs. I'm thinking a it month, more- kind of be a role model. Like, I don't think he's going to be a backup catcher, but I think it's going to be like a straight up 50-50 split. Yeah. Um, But on the other hand, I don't want to, I'm not even going to talk about what Soto brings to the Yankees, because if you don't know, that sucks. Can we just say, and people are making this point on Twitter a lot too, right? This is the biggest trade the Yankees have made, arguably, since trading for Alex Rodriguez. And we held the press conference on Zoom. Trade. Not signing, not acquisition. Trade. I was going to say Stanton. Did we just sign him at the end of his contract? No, we trade. No, we still have... The Marlins are still paying. True. Um, You could say... You could say... Soto's bigger than Stanton, especially with I think I think I with think that Soto's bigger than Stanton went to it. I think there's more. Also, just age-wise, the amount that Soto has done already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we held it on fucking Zoom. Come what on. the hell? What do you expect, what do you expect like, from the cash man? Why did we do that? <laughs> but yeah, we get Soto, of course. Uh, gonna be a, a um, great. Don't you dare forget that we also got Trent Grisham. That's what I was getting to. We get we get Soto, our right fielder, our number two or three batter, probably two, probably two. Um, and you know he's he is just Soto. Um, but you we also got Trent uh, Trent Grisham, who is not going to see the field a ton. No, hopefully, um, he'll, but he'll... will hopefully be a substitute later. He's batting two hundred. He batted sub 200 last year. He's but defense, right around the 200 area. If you think about. Oh, sorry. Have two cold gloves. Hello? Oh, yeah, you kind of like him. Um, yes. he's, he's defensively. He has two golden gloves. So I, I see him coming in as a defensive replacement later in the game. Yeah. And also, like, if we're giving Judge like a half rest day, yeah. you don't have to put Stanton in the outfield. Yeah. It, we can it, give. Stand an entire day off, give Judge a half day, and have Grisham play center field. Because right now our outfield is having Aaron Judge in center field. Yeah, which, look, it's not like it's a 
bad thing because you're forcing Aaron Judge in center field because you have Juan Soto and Wright and Alex Verdugo. Exactly. Again, Alex, like, oh, we're going to have Aaron Judge play center field because we need Aaron Hicks to play left and Marwin Gonzalez or fucking Tyler Wade to play right field. I guess we have to put Aaron Judge in center field because it's either him or it's IKF, who also has 20 minutes of professional outfield experience. Who also has not signed anywhere yet. I know. that He's actually the hot free agent on the market. Um, But yeah, so I think that that it was a good trade. I hope we get something done with Soto here. Um, The biggest thing that I like to say with the Yankees have done so far this offseason is spent no money. Which is always interesting to see when you have a big ticket... Multiple big ticket boys on the market. They're big ticket pitchers, too. At least two really big ticket pitchers on the market still well, that we're looking for. Do you want to talk about Alex Verdugo really quick? Yeah. Because um, what the fuck? I'm sorry. Yeah, that was I'm that sorry. was out of nowhere, had no information behind it, no no ideas, no speculation. It I was just gonna say happened. We were talking when you were talking about Soto and Bellinger and who would fit into the Yankees, we listed so many outfielders that we could possibly trade for. Verdugo was never even a thought that crossed our minds. It was never something that we were like, ooh, this could maybe work. Because one, the Yankees and the Red Sox don't trade. This is our first trade. This Or sorry, this is our seventh trade in the last century with the Red Sox. And it's for yeah. fucking Alex Verdugo. Um... And also, Verdugo has had performance and attitude issues, um, so I don't really know why that was something that the Yankees want. And apparently, according to Boone, the Yankees and the Red Sox have been trying to figure out a Verdugo trade for the last few years, and somehow Greg Weissert and two other bullpen minor league arms were the fit. Yeah. What? Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. It came out of nowhere, but honestly, at the same time, with what how Verdugo has performed a lefty legit left fielder. And I, I won't think, overly I, hurt. I mean, I've I've been talking to my one friend at work is a huge Red Sox fan. Um, and he knows that I'm a Yankee fan. And we talked about the Verdugo stuff, and he he thinks, and like the Nesson crew thinks that the Verdugo performance problems because there isn't was because there was an issue between him and Cora. Um, so it might have been like a personal relationship issue. Um a little more if he has a problem with Cora. Yeah, I might he might he might be on the right uh, track there. <laughs> it also was very interesting that like right after the Verdugo trade, people asked either Boone or Cashman, and the two of them were both like, No, we are not using Alex Verdugo in our trade for Juan Soto. Like it the Soto trade has just been like happening. For fucking ever. Um, the one thing that I'm not looking forward to, but also sort of looking forward to is guys, I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna be a girl for a second, really quick. Alex Rodugo is the grossest looking man I've ever seen in my entire life. And I can't figure out if him with or without a beard is gonna be worse. I think uh, I just saw a post. I just saw a post of him without it. Oh my god, he got rid of it. He already got rid of it. Is I think it was actually Oh my god. Oh my god, Scotty. Oh my god. Oh my god. 
The Los Angeles Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays are in agreement on tr- a trade to send Tyler Glass now and Manuel Margot to the Dodgers. He's he's not our problem anymore. He's not our problem anymore. This is that that's an insane trade. That is such a raised trade. That is so raised. Such a because right. I and I there think, so many fucking prospects from that. Because I think we talked about it. We've talked about it before. Of like, this was we thought. Sorry, I know that we were literally on Yankee stuff, but this is huge. This is semi-Yankee related. The Yankees don't have to fucking deal with Tyler Glass now as much anymore. Um, we I thought at least that the next person that the Rays would hitch their wagon to to give a contract to would be Glass now. Um, they're getting right-handed pitcher Ryan Papiot and outfielder Johnny DeLuca, which is contingent on Glass now signing an extension with the Dodgers, which is expected. So the trade doesn't go through unless Glass now decides to sign an ex- Does this, as they add another starting pitcher, does this take them out of Yamamoto? Just rotation-wise? Do they have space for another? That's a that's a great question. They may have financial space because of the structure of Shohei's shocking if you didn't know that one, Shohei's contract, but do they have rotation space for him? Yeah, that's still that's still to get those two guys for just two like a two for two trade for arguably, I think, one of the best pitchers in the league right now. That's crazy. Tyler Glasnow does look like he would live in Los Angeles, though. Um, I that's mm, I'm really interested in this trade. I think I mean I know the Rays were were expected to trade Glasnow, but Glasnow like, and why? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a, a weird question. Obviously, again, I'm not a GM. I don't know that. Why are people fueling the Dodger machine? Why why are we even entertaining calls from the Los Angeles Dodgers unless we're like, hi, we'll give you Josh Donaldson and our washing machine? You don't want to take that? I'm not I'm not giving you anything good. Why why are we feeding the machine for two ra- I mean, obviously I know the two random guys in the Rays theory doesn't really matter, but like the Yankees making a trade with the Dodgers, why? I'm just I'm trying, I'm trying to get this through. So right now, so Brian Pepiot is a young pitcher. He is only 26 years old. He made his debut in 2022. So that far in his career, right he up has the fucking raise alley. That's right up their fuck. The guys are gonna be seventeen by games, two. ten of them being starts, throwing at a two seven six ERA. The guy is gonna be throwing hundred and six out of the bullpen by June. Johnny DeLuca got called up to the the Dodgers this past year, played in 24 games, batted 262. Probably when, like, was hurt and or something. 25. So they got a 25 and a 26-year-old. For our, one of the best pitchers in the league right now, and Manuel Margot, who's not terrible. No. But He's, they're going to because It wasn't like a trend person hit it in the suitcase thing. The, the the Rays were are trying to get we're, we're trying to get rid of Glass now because I don't think they wanted to pay him. They were Jack Flaherty to... also just signed with the Tigers, but I don't give a fuck. That Jack. doesn't matter. That does, the 
Cool. <laughs> Maybe the Tigers will win one more game this year. But okay, okay. Well, now that we're now that you mentioned the Yankees Dodgers trade, yeah, we're talking about. I, I that mean, we, we covered the Soto stuffs. Re- we have all offseason to talk about Juan Soto yeah. and Alex Verdugo. The Verdugo stuff just doesn't make fucking sense, but. Whatever. So we did. So the Yankees did make a trade with the Dodgers, although super minor, literal. Um, nice. in the most literal way. Uh, I was about to make a terrible minor trade. leaguer. Trey Sweeney. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. Uh, so Yankees traded Trey Sweeney, mm-hmm. who was one of our top ten prospects. Yeah. To uh, he was a number our number one draft pick. What two years ago? Yeah, I think twenty twenty one. Um, to the Dodgers for uh, Yorbit Vivas and Victor Gonzalez. Um, I don't fully know much about them. I think one of them was a top tense prospect for the Dodgers, and the other one is a relief pitcher. Well, the the point was that the two of them were on their 40-man roster, and the Dodgers needed to free up space for Shohei Otani and obviously the better pitcher of the two, Joe Kelly. Gotta bring that motherfucker back. Um, but what's interesting is Trey Sweeney going over there. And like, it seemed super interesting initially because you're like, why? Whoa, whoa, Trey Sweeney is one of our top prospects. But he was a middle infielder. And we have Volpe and we still have Oswald Peraza. And like we have We also have Oswaldo. Yeah. We have we have a a, a plentiful amount of middle infielders where a guy who's 23, 24, who's kind of at that point where they're still tradable and usable as a prospect for other people, but most likely by the time he's usable, we'll need him. He'll be a little past that prime. Which I appreciate because I know if not last year, the year before, or probably both years, I know I have personally talked about the Yankees' obsession with hoarding shortstops mm-hmm. and trying to do right. We got I kind of talked about it with the Padres last year is that they were trying to just field their team just full of shortstops and yeah. hope that it works out. Obviously, the Tatis experiment worked out great, but no other part of the Padres worked out great. And I am glad that we're finally finding value. And yes, of course, like, there's a shock value of losing a top prospect, sure, especially for uh, a trade of just two more minor league players, right? It's not like we traded him for a Tyler Glass now or whatever, but I I I appreciate that we're no that we're not hoarding, right? And because the Yankees did that with, and we say this all the time, the Yankees have done that a million times with prospects and hoarded them too long had them past their prime and they decreased in value. I just hope that we start to do that to get more valuable pieces, you know? Yeah. Instead of just assisting the Dodger machine, make them make cuts instead of helping to offload their 40 man roster. You can, what you're, you can DFA Mr. Dodger himself, Cody Bellinger, but you can't DFA this dumb motherfucker who's some, Relief pitcher we just got from you? Let him go. Sorry. Um, so uh Vivas, I should say, I I found this because I Vivas, who we get in that Trey Sweeney trade, um, apparently has led in strikeout rate last three seasons, 
but has also slashed 281, 383, and 422 with 39 home runs and 61 steals across 474 games. Sounds, Sounds like a Yankee to me. Right up the Yankees alley. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did have one question. Um, Kind of going back to the Verdugo stuff, sorry. So we know that um, everybody can recycle the Harrison Bader jerseys because Soto is wearing 22. Obviously, Verdugo is not going to wear 99. Scotty, what number do you think he's going to wear? 97. I would just like, I don't even want to, I'm not going to put what I was going to say out into the universe. I'm taking it back. It's staying in my head. I don't want it to happen. Do you know what I'm going to say? No. I'm just going to say it. Oh, you're taking 18. If that motherfucker takes 18, I'm going to lose my mind, right? Because it was an option for Anthony Volpe. Anthony Volpe said, no, I'm going to honor Brett Gardner. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, honor the bald man. Sure. Shut up, Shohei Otani. Not a Yankee. Juan Soto has a very small amount of numbers to pick from. And he says, mm, I'm going to need 22. Hey, minus four. Minus four for me real quick, Soto. That's all I needed you to do. Be 18. No. Instead, if I if I get an Alex Verdugo jersey, I'm going to blow my brains out. But it might convince... Oh, it might convince my Red Sox fans, friends to wear it. It's a nice compromise. That would be the only good thing to come out of it. Sorry, I haven't talked about baseball in a very long time. I literally told Scotty I was going to have like no energy because I don't feel good. And I don't think that I'm meeting his expectation of that. Yeah. Um, I want to call back to something that we that, that we spoke about and just happened of that Tyler Glass now trade. Um, another infamous uh, Rays Dodger little uh, connection here. The Dodgers hired Chris Archer as a special assistant in baseball operations. Yeah, what Let's is he going to teach them? I couldn't tell you how to what? how to swindle. <laughs> I'm gonna be really good for this really shitty team. And then I'm gonna come to you, and I'm gonna be Dog terrible. Shit. And then I'm gonna go back to that old team, be good again, be good. And then they'd be like, <gasps> you know, co- correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think the Dodgers need. Any more spe- I think they should have no no front office. They don't need anybody anymore. They're set. They're fine. Let let everyone else catch up to them. Um What else is there to talk about in the Yankees? I do not have anything more in the Yankees. Luis Severino is no longer a Yankee. Yes. Yes. He is officially a Met one year $13 million deal there. He you know what he is? He is Dylan Batantis. They'll fuck him up somehow. Well, yeah. Obviously. Um starting pitcher for, for the Mets. Somehow gonna get messed up. Uh we want to stick with the Mets. Uh to go around because I don't have any more Yankee things. I don't know if you have any more Yankee I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. If we want to continue going around our random moves that two hundred and sixty of them happen. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think there's any I'm gonna tell everybody right there's no straight line for the order that Scotty and I are about to go in. There's nope, no there's I'm going to find a hell of a line here. <laughs> Oh, God. Start off with the Mets. It's stick with the Mets because we just talked about Luis Severino signing his one-year $13 million deal there. Mets fans are happy. Some Yankees fans are sad. I'm okay with it. I can take the poster down in my room now. Yeah, the only other Yankee thing I was going to say was that Nestor Cortez got married and Gio Urshela was there. And that makes me very sad. 
but also very happy. But also, Aralda Chapman was there, so like, let's balance it out, you know. Angel with the yeah, kind of world back down, not even out. <laughs> Sorry, um, uh, yeah, I'm I, I was packing Luis Severino's bags for him at the end of last year. So yeah, um, so Mets signing also signed Joey Wendell. Um, he's kind of getting a little old, but was pretty productive for the Marlins last year. Yep. Um, he'll probably take Brett Beatty's spot uh, in the lineup because Beatty was a little rough. They also signed uh, Trace Thompson to a minor league contract. Um, he had stints as leaguer for Dodge. Trace Thompson, Dodger, Clay Thompson's brother? Yes. Thought so. They signed the Mets signed him to a minor league contract, um, and it would include him getting called to spring training. He's somebody I see making a roster because he's had points where he's looked really good. He's an outfielder, correct? Yes. And also, I'm going to be honest, the Mets would love the attention of having Clay Thompson's brother on their team. Yeah, probably. Um, we're going to get real creative here, though, and by creative, I mean not. You creative. can, you know, how you the can Mets have also. Things? The Mets also have been confirmed to be the London series of next year. Oh, I was going to tell you to jump through it another way, but go ahead. Facing off against the Phillies. And so a cool, cool seat. And this happened in the last few years. Um, most games are going to be announced around now. Now, can I connect to the Phillies is the question. The yes. Phillies have also met with both of those teams have met with a certain pitcher, and a collection of other teams have also met with that pitcher. If you'd like to use that as your connecting web, um, the Phillies extended Rob Thompson through the twenty twenty five season, which is good because he's been damn good for them. I mean, yeah. better than uh, better than what uh, Girardi was doing. Uh, <laughs> hey, you're not wrong. Be nice about it. Um. From the Phillies to a different team. Oh my god! Oh Just my in god. general. Uh, no, Craig Kimbrell signed from the Phillies to the Orioles, which is a big move for them. That kicks Yenny Cano back to the setup man because they do not have Felix Batista for the entirety of the 2024 season. What were you? Oh my godding about? You seem really concerned about something. Um. Jorge Lopez signed somewhere, and I think it was the Mets. But it wasn't big enough for me to remember. Jorge Lopez was really good two years ago for the Orioles. I think so. Got traded, was kind of bad, and now is moving again and is kind of okay. So I think it's the Mets. Um, That'll be a pretty good study. I'd like to make it very – it's okay if we miss some. Nope, I'm going through all of them. I have way too many here. To miss. Um, talking about Cano, he did get reliever of the year um, for the AL. And the NL got Devin Williams, of course. Makes sense. When can that man, can that man not win fucking reliever of the year? Um, speaking of the Brewers, they signed Wade, My- Wade Miley to a one-year deal, kept him in the rotation. He's been a four or five man for them. He yeah. Get a start here or there. They also made the boldest decision, and they extended Jackson Trio to an eight-year, $82 million extension. This man 
has not touched the field yet for this team. He is still a minor leaguer. So why... Right, like at least when the Braves have done their weird contracts, right? The people have at least had major league experience and have proven that they can play at that level. He has not touched major league pitching, major league... He hasn't touched any of it. Why? Also, God forbid... He gets Steven Strasburg tomorrow, right? And he is irrevocably damaged. Then you're just what's the point? Like, is the are we are we looking to right? Because right now we're in the age of these super contracts, and I understand that. But normally it's you get one super contract, right? You Trey Turner gets one. Bryce Harper got one. Are we looking to create people that are able to have a super contract as they're emerging, and then as they're reaching their peak, sign another one? I don't know. The I mean, the ages are shifting. That's as simple as it can go. Chirios has been the brightest spot for this organization since Christian Yelich, and so I think it's kind of hopping on the hype there. Cool. Uh, Let's wait for him to play baseball. He's the number two overall prospect, and he's going to play he- this year. Okay. This kid is... Look at Jared Kalanick his first year. Jared Kalanick his first year was not good. Could you imagine if they were paying him like he was? It, but it, you're, looking at, you're looking at a different organization of, of the Brewers who have never had that big offensive guy. I mean, you, you would say Christian Yelich was, but Christian Yelich was for one year and then it's fallen off. So now this is, this is the moneymaker for them. So is, is the point, sorry, I'm, is the point so that when they get to, right. So if they're getting really good at like when they had like two years left on their rookie contract, it's so that another team doesn't come in and poach it. You can either, you can extend him or, I mean, that's the eight years is, Probably mostly on on on, on the, the rookie agent. contract. Yeah, no, I'm saying I'm saying the 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 pro side of doing it here is because there's no competition right now, right? So it's either yeah. play on a rookie contract and maybe be good maybe enough to get a good contract later, yeah, or sign it now and you are with us unless we yeah. choose to not be with you. Yeah, funky. 80, so so this kid, as I said, number two overall prospect behind Jackson Holiday, who should be in the majors next year. Yeah. 19 years old, was signed in the 2021 international signing, has slashed in his career 286, 347, 837, with 47 home runs and 191 RBIs. Last year, he had 22 home runs. 91 RBIs, and 44 stolen bases. The kid, the kid is, is showing why he should be the number two prospect, but it all comes down to, can he do that in the majors? Yeah. Granted, at the same time, the NL Central is basically minor leagues. Fair. Um, so there's, there's not much competition he's going against. Very fair there. <laughs> um, and we'll give them a good opportunity. Oh, there it is. It was the Mets sign. Sorry, I found that. I'm, I'm sorry. I found that. Oh, that's really off. Um, but yeah, there there really isn't a ton of of, of competition in the NL Central right now. Um, that that I think takes away from 
ability to, to show himself off. And Christian Yelich had flashes of being not MVP Christian Yelich, but very good Christian Yelich again this past year. Pre pre broken kneecap Christian Yelich. Yeah, he looked he looked like he Which, was like to be fair. If I also shattered my kneecap, I don't think I would ever be the same person ever again. Yeah. Because how do you even start to emotionally recover from your knee being in multiple pieces? Yeah. Um, another NL Central team of the Pirates, only one little thing. Rowdy Telez goes there for a one-year deal. So from the NL Central in the Brewers to the NL Central in the Pirates, this Rowdy- man is really not taking a step anywhere in life. Rowdy Telez signs contracts like similar to a relief pitcher of yes. like I'll be here for a year I'll be here for two years meh I, I'm not sticking around anywhere for a long time second contract here I gotta enjoy it here I'm not going third not going three years I'll figure <laughs> it out I can only stay for a, like less than a presidential election uh <laughs> term um so only other NL Central move was actually not a move in but he moved out of Tyler O'Neill goes to the Red Sox, most likely to replace that Verdugo spot. Okay. I, I don't know. Okay. I was I was with Sawyer when this happened, and Sawyer's like, Google gloves. That's good, right? And I was like, Yeah, Sawyer, he's good. Yeah. He's like 33 and yeah, like hit 220 last year. He's okay. He's not a game changer. Uh, he's kind of like most of these guys that we're talking over, of like they signed, but like, you know, they're not signing to make cool. the biggest one guy we'll get to that will do that. But besides that, it is kind of minor across most of these yeah, guys. Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. We created this hole and then we need to fill that hole, or this hole was formed. We need to fill that hole. Like, it's just, it's just plug and play with these yeah. people, it feels like. Um, AL Central wise, they were a bit more active. As I, I hinted to earlier when we were talking about the Padres rotation, mm-hmm. Seth Lugo signed a three-year deal for $45 million. I have to see this. How fucking old is Seth Lugo? I'm going 34. You are on the money. I'm the smartest person you know. when this contract He signed with who the he signed with who the Royals? Royals. Yeah, I well, how old is Zach Granke? That's a great point. <laughs> like, I think, I think, I think they hold people until they're thirty-seven. Like, that's that's take the retirement. Because also, how old is Salvi? He's actually not. He's surprised. He's like thirty-two, maybe. He looks thirty-seven. He, he looks really old, but he's looked really old since he was with them for their World Series. Totally fair. Um, um okay. the Royals also traded for. Like five-time World Series winner Will Smith. Yes, they they yeah they finalized a one-year contract with Will Smith. For those who don't know, Will Smith has won the last three World Series. Technically, a Will Smith has won the last four. This is true, but apparently the rumor is the the thing is okay. But people said that right. They're like, oh my god, Royals World Series win. All of the other teams that this. Pitcher Will Smith has been on, he was traded to. He didn't sign with. So if he gets traded to a different team this year, That's that team win. will win the World Series. Yeah, well, there's no fucking shot. It's the Royals. No <laughs> siree. Um, I realize I think I did miss a few um, 
and uh, Central. And by a few, I mean two things that happened. Heimer Candelario went from the Cubs to the Reds. He was somebody who, like, is unknown but, like, flashed pretty good at the end of last year for the Cubs. And it's kind of just a guy that, like, you'll throw in to go and, and he'll have a hot month. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one is Yadier Molina was named to special assistant to the president of baseball ops for the St. Louis Cardinals. Wow, that's so shocking. I never would have expected that at all. With that organization? Wow, I am so surprised. Wow, they really Molina Would have never guessed. <laughs> um, the AL, in the AL Central again, uh, the Tigers. I'm just kind of blending the AL and NL Central because it's Central. It's all the same shit. Yeah. Um, AJ agrees to a contract essentially with the Tigers. I just want to put that in. I want to punch that guy. Um, fuck that guy. <laughs> punch that guy. Um, and now, oh, Nick Martinez is also signed for the Reds for a two-year, $26 million. I added that primarily because that was another starting pitcher from the Padres. So continue with why they got so many fucking pitchers from the Yankees. Um, Kirby Yates, now we're going to the West. Kirby Yates uh, signs with the Rangers. Just Can I just him. say, Kirby Yates is a fantastic name. Hell of a name. <laughs> Hell of a name. Um, and please do not, right, I know we're going to talk about the Dodger machine in a minute. Do not forget that the Ranger machine is still on and missing a peg that it will get this year in Jacob deGrom. Yeah, and they still have a question mark of where... Jordan Montgomery will go. Yeah, so do but not... I don't even think you can check him off of the Rangers yet. I Yeah, I don't think you can either. I agree. I think, hey, this might be crazy. I think behind Yamamoto, Montgomery might be one of the hottest pitching free agents on the market. Behind Snell. Yamamoto, Snell, and then Montgomery. And then, and like, if you told me four years ago that Jordan Montgomery would ever be a hot free agent that people were looking at. If I was told two years ago that our outfield would be Soto, Judge, Verdugo, I think I'd shoot myself. Okay, well, don't know why you cheer yourself over Soto. Verdugo? No, just like I would, I would think that I'm in an alternate reality that doesn't exist. Okay, okay, that there you go. I thought you meant like you didn't want it. I was like, no, listen, I just you. like there would have to be some kind of reset. I need to. <laughs> Two years ago, Marwin Gonzalez consistently played on the Yankees. Please uh, never forget yeah. that because I never will. <laughs> Tyler uh, Tyler Wade was a consistent in the order. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez also uh, signed with the Diamondbacks. That gives them a solid four starter. That's big, big, big. Because right, that was that was really what I mean. Other than age and experience, that that simply comes from what they did last year. Yeah, they needed they, they needed some some someone else on the mound. Yeah, they had they had two they had two solid ones, and then a rookie who showed out at the end. Who threw, who did really well? Yeah. If they are able to eliminate the bullpen game in a you know game four and have a legit starter, you're in a lock there. That and, that's and a much different World Series. Legit starters. Um, you go through all of next year, and if like God forbid we have the exact same World Series, which I don't think we will. That would look like a very a, a much different series by the Diamondbacks it than was, it was this year. 
it is a really interesting thing of both of these teams. The the Rangers winning and knowing what they're losing, and the Diamondbacks losing and knowing what they missed. They are not restructuring. They are not out here big money spending. They know their one piece. They're like, that's the one thing we have mm-hmm. wrong. And so they go and they get Erod. They got somebody who they signed to play third. Um, oh, the, we talked the last time we talked. We talked know. about it. Um, I forget who it was. So whoever it was, um, they but got it, like they got they got experience which they lacked from not super old players, right? I think that was the one thing that the Yankees would always do is that if they were looking for experience, they went too far on the other end, right? They went to the thirty-seven year olds, like the fucking Royals are doing. And that was kind of their issue that they had last year was that they had um uh Longoria like, at third base. Yeah, what? The Diamondbacks had Longoria at third base. Yeah, Longoria. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You had you had cool you had experience, but like you had you were but you had geriatric you were sacrificing experience. yeah you were back, sacrificing result for experience. Yeah. Um, and so they're they're kind of just straight up growing, which is a really cool thing to see. Um, the final team that I want to talk about signing wise that made questionably as big, if not potentially, now it's going to be as big of signing as the Dodgers did was the Giants. Yes, the this Giants, one this one went under the radar, and we talked about this guy, and I saw nobody else talking about this guy. Off by going their first signing, which was re-signing Mike Yastrzemski. Yes, who has been a is kind of is one of those centerpiece heart of the city kind of guys. He is the he poster is, boy for the Giants. Exactly. Um, and so he's always been. Uh, he was good his rookie year. Became okay last year. I think he had a few injuries last year. I think so. Um, but good to have him back for a little bit. And then a six-year, hundred and thirteen million dollars deal to Young Ho Lee, somebody we spoke about on our last episode, I think, or two episodes or two ago, episodes ago. Was, where we were saying this is a guy who people are looking at that nobody else is looking at, and. We were saying the Yankees could get him. Clearly, we made our decisions elsewhere without having to go and buy him or buy anybody, which I think mm. is always a pretty good way to look at it. Um, but yes, the the Korean stud um, that we spoke about an episode or two ago is with San Fran, and I think that that will be. I believe he was he was awarded the KBO's MVP like three days after he signed his contract. He's a lefty-lefty outfielder. He's going to be really fucking good. And like Scotty was saying, one of the Asian baseball stars that really flew under the radar because obviously everyone knows Shohei. Everybody knows now. Everyone knows Yamamoto, right? He really flew under the radar, and I was hoping that that would be to the Yankees' um, benefit. But I agree. It's, it is it is definitely for a team that has become suddenly so fiscally aware of where they're at, even though they're worth a billion dollars and are the most valuable sports brand in the entire world, being able to trade for talent like Soto is much more sustainable and better than paying for that. Yeah. And I think what's, what's interesting is for the Giants, a lefty lefty seems a little scary because they have such a terrifying right field wall. Yeah. This guy's not a power hitter. This guy's this guy will go and he will find triples alley. He mm-hmm. will drive a ball off. Which was why he would have worked as a Yankee because of the short porch. But 
he would have only worked as a Yankee because of the short porch. This is thing. Huh? He doesn't go and rely on his pull power. Exactly. That's the thing that we've spoke about the last few years of like what Yankees could do is get a lefty who just will hit the shit out of the ball to right field and then he'll find his way over. Yeah. Rather than going and getting a power hitter. Who's he's trying to muscle and, the ball to left field. Yeah. He's a guy that will go and maybe pull the shit out of the ball to right field, but no, it's not going over. Run the shit out of it, have it go off the wall, maybe take a weird bounce, be it second or third. Exactly. And I'm gonna say this, um, which is kind of weird to say as a as a Yankee fan, but I'm very glad that the Giants finally landed someone, right? They have been in the conversation for everybody, right? They were in contract with Carlos Correa out of the contract because of medicals. Arson Judge was a giant for 20 minutes out yeah. of the conversation for Judge, right? And they were in the conversation for Shohei, and they just, I felt bad. They kept coming up short because the Giants are a very storied franchise in baseball, and it just felt like they could not catch a break, right? They were trying so hard to break out of their older players, and they just, every opportunity that they were given, it just fell through their fingers. So I'm very excited to see it. I think that it's very good for baseball because it will continue to draw the Asian market to sports because there's always, 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 going to be for Asian baseball players, there's always going to be a higher draw for them to go to the West Coast and the East Coast. Um, Just audience-wise, it'll be better for Major League Baseball um, because they can draw more audiences from the West Coast, just time zone-wise. So I am, as a baseball fan and an appreciator of baseball, I'm glad the Giants finally got somebody important. Yeah. Um, And then final... I mean, we could talk about Shohei and the two million dollars getting a year, but they okay. also signed. I saw a tweet. Hold on, I just needed. I saw a tweet from like before, like the structure of the contract came out, and there it was a joke, literally, and it was like Oakland A's offered Shohei Otani one million dollars for seven hundred e- or one dollar a year for seven hundred million years, and then the next day <laughs> like, after the contract came out, the guy was like. So apparently the Dodgers contract didn't look that much different from this one. <laughs> yeah. So before we get into that, I want to talk about that for a second. But uh, we said Joe Kelly also re-signed with the Dodgers. Hell yeah. Uh, and was asked about who gets number 17. And he said, quote, just write Joe Hay. I, I will always love Joe Kelly. Always, always, always. My pouty little king for life. I don't even care that he was a Red Sox. Well, I don't care. I love everything about Joe Kelly. Just is. I do believe he's now wearing ninety nine. I think that sounds about right. I don't. Know. I didn't actually see what it ended up with, but I it think. was like both or seventeen. What's going to happen? Joe Kelly should have dropped. I'm getting more a year. <laughs> I just. I also. Did you also see that Bobby Vanilla Day ends in twenty thirty five? And Shohei is set to get paid in 2034. And they're like, I'm so glad that crazy, stupid money contracts are just... Because I was talking to a friend of mine who's a Dodgers fan. um, And it was like, I I think I saw the contract a a little late because I was just talking to him about it. And I was like, what happens if, God forbid, in 10 years, the last five years of Shohei's contract suck? How pissed are you as a Dodgers fan in 2034 when they're like yeah 
uh, we have to pay Shohei Otani $280 million. I don't know if we can really, like, do he, a whole lot. He tore his ACL back in 2028. He hasn't played since. Yeah, I, 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 but we got to pay him today. Um, But it is, like... No, no, no. It's not just we have to pay him today. It's we have to pay him $68 million today. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just it's not some Bobby Bonilla of like whatever he gets like maybe a thousand or a million dollars today's his paycheck like day la 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 like it is it is I I, I put a comment on, on a post about it and it's like since his contract's two million a year and then 68 I go do they just go there paying two million a year and then they're just like here's the keys to the Dodgers it's yours and it, it's I also I do love how he announced his signing with like, if you just search Dodgers logo on Google, he like screenshot it and was like, "I am a Dodger." I saw this. I saw a post and it was like four of these are people committing to D three colleges, and one of them is a professional baseball player signing the <laughs> biggest like American the contract, biggest North American like, deal ever. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, um, it is. I I was very proud as a baseball fan when it came out that he like broke jersey sales, like international jersey sales. And um that was not to continue to bring up poor Angel Baby Sawyer, but he was like, I didn't think baseball could do that. He was like, he beat Ronaldo and Messi. And I was like, Yes. Yeah, I, went, I went and I saw that and I was like, wow, that's really cool. And then I saw the other jerseys and I was like, Damn, Chicago Bears fans are fucking stupid. Justin Fields is number three. <laughs> um, but like it is, it is really cool because I know baseball fans. I actually, I know personally as a baseball fan, I think very high and mighty of baseball, and I, I think that baseball is like the best international sport. I turned a blind eye to soccer. Um. But, like, the amount of money that soccer makes is crazy. And the fact that Shohei jersey-wise beat them and is, like, financially... Obviously, he didn't sign, like, what, Ronaldo's is, like, a billion dollars or something yeah. fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, But he's in a conversation with sports. And, credit, Ronaldo's money is also oil money. So, like, ethically, is he okay? Um, <laughs> But huge, huge deal. And honestly, very... Good guy Shohei, noble of Shohei, to yeah. divide his contract like that. Like that's that's crazy sick. Yeah. I also think it's dope. Of- Imagine yeah. if he did it the other way though. He's like, this year I want you to maybe six hundred eighty million, and then every year moving forward I want two million. <laughs> I mean, he probably. I would. That's what I, when I first read the contract. I like it's kind of what we said initially about Aaron Judge of his contract. He's like, they're although they're paying him blank a year, whatever. They're really kind of front loading the contract because of his use. I thought that was going to be. I was like, then he's not getting seventy million a year. He's getting one hundred and forty for his first five years, and then they're just backloading that contract or whatever. They're like something. Yeah. He's getting a million a year for the first four or five years, and then they're front loading the contract because he knows he's going to still be a two way, and that's when they're going to have their best chance. And then who knows beyond that? Apparently, they went the opposite way. No, I, I saw like, a thing, I... and it was like show. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was saying. I was saying Shohei's really making a financial plan here of I'll take two million a year and then my big money can go when I'm back in Japan. I can avoid California taxes. Like I really think 
I think what's set because right, it was said that the Giants offered him a very similar contract in money wise. I also loved when there was a report that Shohei was on a flight and it was just the fucking guy from Shark Tank. That's hysterical. Um, <laughs> how do you mix those two guys up? Um, but I think that I honestly think the difference was that the Dodgers were going to let Shohei structure his contract however he wanted it and to get his money whenever he wanted to. While I think the Giants would have been more personally economical and planned when they were paying Shohei more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I, I think we talked about this. I don't know if I talked about this just with you or we talked about this on the show. Um, but there was, I believe either John, I think John Heyman. Yeah. John Heyman wrote a story about how it was bad for baseball that Shohei was doing all of his dealings in private. Hey man, you're just mad because you don't have anything to fucking talk about. Don't be so selfish. You bet. Yeah, no, it's, it's legit. Like that's, that is really stupid that he's doing everything in private. Hey, I'm sorry, but before phones, that's kind of how they were all done. Yeah, like, did someone write you a letter that they were on their way by horse and buggy to Chicago to sign? No. And then active, hey, so uh, how about this deal? I don't know. I'll have to send this to my writer. Let me get that to my <laughs> telegram. Let me send that to my carrier um, pigeon. So those are all of the si- major signings, I'd say, that happened. There were two trades that I want to talk about that happened. Um. One of them being uh, a really, or sorry, I really think there's only one trade to talk about. Yeah, I'm um, to talk about it. And that is the um, why am I why am I struggling to find it now? Why am I struggling to find it now? Uh, the air Kalenic uh, uh, trade, Kalenic. So he gets traded from Mariners to the Braves. And the best part about this whole thing is you can look at Jared Kelnick's Instagram. He has a post, him in a in a jersey getting interviewed. And he says, All I have to say is thank you. And then goes to this this big thing. Let's go, let's go over the paragraph titles. To the fans, to my teammates, to the Braves organization. Thank you to my family. Lastly, I really want to thank God. Nothing about the Seattle Mariners. He said a big fuck you to the Seattle Mariners organization. Well, I mean, I, I mean, Which, I, I referenced him earlier. He was everything to the Mariners pre J Rod, right? And yeah. then the second, and listen, no hate to Julio Rodriguez, absolutely zero to hate Julio Rodriguez because he is. Arms and legs, one of the most talented people in baseball right now. The second that J-Rod started doing a little bit better than Jared Kalanick, gone. The Mariners did not give a fuck about Kalanick. Stop pushing him. Stop making a big deal about him. And it was all J-Rod all the time. Yeah. And they had... I remember when Kalanick got pulled up, that was the year that the Mariners almost broke the curse, right? And they had... Zero patience for Kellenic's growing pains. Yeah. They expected I mean, him showed, to come up and be ready. And he went in last year specifically. I mean, this guy was unreal last year and then got hurt and then started to revert a little bit. But you're coming off of an injury. You can't expect yeah. perfection. But this man was insane 
last year, he looked like he was supposed to. Mm -hmm. Because he got the growing pains out. And then they just sent him to Atlanta for a collection of prospects. What, do you think he's going to take... People also think that that's probably a move. What? Sorry, no, continue. People think what? Uh, It's probably also a salary dump, similar to what they do with Ingenio Suarez. Yeah. Which is still absurd that they're salary dumping when they were so close to doing so well. Yeah. Um, well, we think he'll play because they can't do anything. Do you think he'll play left field for Rosario? Most likely. That Rosario is also on a contract, is the thing. Like, the the Dodgers, not the Dodgers, oh my God, the Braves don't really have any anybody not on contract. I'm pretty sure the only one not on a contract is fucking Max Freed, which is crazy still. Yeah. The fact that this that man still goes to arbitration fucking debates is insane. Um, but or is he just a fourth? Like he's just a fourth outfielder. Yeah, because you're I not going to take Acuna out. You're yeah, not going to take Harris out. out. And he's only a corner outfielder. Yeah, so I mean, you're. DH? But I don't know who they have as DH right now. Duvall. Duvall not. No, Duvall's not allowed. I guess well, Duval catch. It's either Duval or Murphy catching. Wait, not. Duvall. And I mean, Who's... yeah, they'd have. Oh no, no. I think they do. I think because Murphy catches. I, does Duval not DH? I mean, uh, I'm not Sean saying Murphy that. Was, they're, they're, yeah, Sean Murphy was like 50-50. He didn't catch much. I mean, but... listen, I'm not saying that Eddie Rosario is fantastic. But either he's, way, he's a part of that team. But he exactly. He's a huge. He's a huge core part of that World Series energy that they had, and he has. He reminds me of a more athletic Kyle Schwarber. I don't know why. He just does. Um, yeah. In that he's never going to be your leading guy, but he's going to be really fucking important. Yeah. Um. So it will be interesting to see how Kellenic fits in. Age-wise, he fits in great. Yeah. But position-wise, yeah. Wait, it will be interesting to see where he where he fits. Yeah. Um. I did technically miss one signing. And it was Gabe Kapler getting hired as assistant GM of the Marlins. Yeah, because that organization is doo doo poopy, and they didn't yeah. want they wanted to hire a man over Kim Ang, even though she is fantastic and wonderful. I hope the Yankees hire her somehow. Um, make her. There were a few awards coach. that happened real quick. Comeback Player of the Year. I already spoke about reliever of the year, but just comeback player of the year as well. I think you could expect the AL. It was Liam Kendricks for pretty. Did he, not, didn't he get sent back down? Liam Hendricks? I thought he did really bad. I think he got hurt again. He came out. Oh, he got hurt again. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay, um, well, I guess you can't use the word hurt again. He can't say hurt again. There's a fine line on what he got. <laughs> um, uh, And then, then for the I, National League, they took the other perspective and they did Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger, yeah. hot domestic free agent still in the market. Not for the Yankees. No, apparently for the Phillies, is what I read today. Take I don't know team. where. I don't know why. So yeah, Nick Castellanos doesn't have to play the outfield. Yeah, but even that, like, they liked him in the lineup. It wasn't even that. It wasn't even the outfield. This is. It was I don't know. I think. Listen, I think everybody makes shut up. I think all the journalists are guessing. Yeah. yeah. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. That's the fucking law. Yeah. The final thing I have is we got we got we got our draft picks came out and number one overall goes to the playoff contending 
Cleveland Guardians. Who was the motherfucker we got from them? Because he pissed me off when he was on the Guardians in the playoffs. Oh, Oscar Gonzalez. Yes, he was a menace against the Yankees. No, his one playoffs was, he was insane that one playoffs. He walked off home run like his first at bat. Didn't the Guardians have like a 1% chance of pulling? So so the odds the Guardians would get the number one overall was one in 50. So number one is the Reds. Number two, or sorry, number one is the Guardians. Number two is the Reds. There was a one in fifty chance for the Guardians to get the number one pick, and that's, they got it. That's just their fucking luck. There God, was one in one hundred chance for the equally as playoff contending Reds to get the number two pick. That's crazy. That's Therefore, crazy. that is a total of a one in five thousand chance of that happening. The way that Major League Baseball picks their draft. It's so fucking dumb, but also I totally get it because you want to avoid tanking, so you can't just give it to the team that's in last. I get it. But if it's just like, like why isn't it a lottery of like the bottom six teams top, instead of just five? Yeah, instead of just all of the teams. Because could you imagine? La la la, we signed Shohei Otani. La la la, we also get the first draft pick. For what reason? <laughs> For what reason? Like, the Guardians are so good and are continu- going to continue to get even even better because they are a young team with really good young prospects and they're like mm, let's give them some more give them some more keep them coming i'm pissed um okay so the way that it works is i'm trying to i'm trying to figure this out um the Rockies, Athletics and Royals all had better than 18% chance shots yeah no they the should have like they should each have like forty percent chances. So of they all, they had so the Rockies, yeah, Rockies, Athletics, and Royals all had eighteen percent or eighteen point three percent chances of getting picked at one overall, and the Rockies got the highest pick at three. Yeah, like and it and it sucks because those are the right four years of four. Those are four of the very small market teams. Obviously, you can't use that argument with Cleveland because Cleveland is not a big market. But it, it, I'd imagine it gets a little disheartening when you as the, okay, maybe not the A's, but the the Rockies are not intentionally trying to be bad at baseball. I don't think. I think they just don't have the resources or quite the ability to make themselves better. But they are not being put in a position to get any better. Um, I'm trying to see into this. So despite finishing with baseball's fifth worst records, the Nationals did not have a chance in the number one pick through the lottery. Teams that pay into revenue sharing, like Washington, cannot have a lottery pick in back-to-back years. They had the number two last year, got Dylan Cruz. What does that mean? I don't know. Since they can't afford, since they don't make enough money, they can't. Um, Major League so Baseball, they have, they, I they may not be understanding the, this, but this get, classes. Because of what they did, because of what they did, their best spot was 10. That's all I got. That seems classic. So, that seems so um, wildly classist. Yeah. So the Mets, Padres, and Yankees all exceeded the $273 million third competitive balance tax threshold in 2023. Exceeding that threshold, or exceed that threshold in your first selection in next year's drafts are moving by 10 slots. <laughs> okay. Okay. So teams that spend a lot of money are moved down. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, if you spend a lot of money, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, you'll move that's back. fair. Yeah, you'll move higher. You know what they should do? Um, Trade places with the poor teeth. Not had those teams moved up into the lottery, the 10-pick penalty would have applied to their second pick next year. Um, I'm, well, I'm, okay, so yeah, anyways, the, the, the draft order we have of, of top 18, significant, and those are the ones listed. Guardians, Reds, Rockies, A's, White Sox, Royals. Okay, the A's um, are... They're up I, there. They are up there. They're up there. What I think we should uh, do. And then you get Cardinals, Angels, Pirates, Nationals, Tigers, Red Sox, Giants, Cubs, Mariners, Marlins, Brewers, Rays. Right, because can a team pick twice before another team picks once? Um, I do not. Right, because if, if, so. if you had four teams get moved down 10 spots. Yeah, there's not a single team picking. Before. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't. All, all 30 teams in the first round get to pick there. Get, get a pick. Okay. This is how I think that it should go. I think that there should be, right, everybody, let's just say you get one, right, we're just going to get one ballot for 32 teams. We pick them, and that's the original order. And then it's like, okay, you went over this luxury tax. You went over it the most, and you were the poorest. We're going to swap your spots as long as the rich team is above it. Right, and then we just we just swap spots. I don't think it would actually work. I don't know what I'm trying to say. If that's making sense. But I think that instead of the, oh, move down 10 spots, move up one spot, we should just be swapping spots. Yeah, good. Um, so the, the projection is right now, MLB Pipeline threw their first mock draft out with Nick Kurtz from Wake Forest going to the Guardians. Wake Forest? Promo- not where a, a school I was expecting to hear. I'm top, they're top dog in baseball. Sorry, I'm not um, on the college baseball grind. Yeah, no, they are. I mean, they're they were a top, they're a top team. They may own, they're close to being number one. I think they're a top five um, last year. Um, ton of power in a in a first baseman. Uh, JJ Weatherholt is projected to go to the Reds as a middle infielder, which is interesting. From what school? Uh, West Virginia. He is one of the best middle infielders in the draft. Behind who I'll get to later. Um, in Travis Bazana, who I was able to meet this summer, but that's whatever. This is all really, really far away. Really, really far away. Yeah. As in, this is the summer that we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, um before yeah. we get out of here, unless you have something else. Oh. Right. We've got one more hot the the biggest the biggest free agent now is Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Is that how you say his first yeah. name? Yes. I've been like only saying his last name, and then I was like, "Do I remember his first name?" <laughs> uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, uh, pitcher out of Japan. He has met with the Yankees. He's met with the Red Sox. He's met with the Mets. He's met with the Phillies. He's met with the Giants. Met with the Dodgers. Um, there was a whole thing that went on the other day. Uh, someone snuck into Dodger Stadium, which I don't know how you even fucking do that, and they had welcome Yoshinobu Yamamoto with him jersey swapped into a Dodgers jersey and people were like, oh, it's confirmed. And I was like, or he's meeting the Dodgers that yeah. day. Yeah. Um oh, yeah, but I mean I think it's it it really is a complete toss up for Yamamoto because Dodgers, as we've been saying, is still up there because of Shohei's contract. And I think it becomes a little more attractive now that Shohei's there. Not just because it's fucking Shohei Otani, but it's because of a teammate Yama- uh, that's the thing. Yamamoto has expressed 
wanting to go to a team that has a Japanese player, right? So that makes the Giants attractive, that makes the Dodgers attractive, and that makes the Red Sox attractive. Yeah. But he has also th- said that he's not opposed to playing on the East Coast and wants to go to a winning team with winning players, which I think brings the Yankees into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Yamasoto is crazy, especially with the way that the Yankees haven't been spending money on stupid, dumbass players like yep. Josh Donaldson this year. I think yep. that's a great sign from our stupid front office. Um, <laughs> I'm so mean to these men that I would love to employ me. <laughs> no, but it's exactly that of... of- we are all we did this offseason right now is is stack players who would help the look of our team at least exactly without spending a ton of money where we now have money where we spend somewhere. Yeah, so I when the contract first dropped, I thought that it was between us and the Red Sox. Uh or before the showway contract dropped, sorry. Yeah. Um I think the Dodgers are semi in the conversation again. Mm-hmm. Um I, I, I'm not going to lie. I am a little afraid that he's going to be a Red Sox because of Yoshida. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's my big thing. Is I'm, I would not be surprised if he ends up as a Sox because of Yoshida. And and that's honestly, that might be my personal top spot for him right now. But I also uh, think that that's my personal like worst case scenario. I don't want it to happen. But I that Yankee perspective, absolutely not. Baseball perspective. I think it's it's looking pretty good because they don't have a lot of guys they're spending a lot of money on either. No, and it would be it would be nice to write. Then you have two Japanese players on the same team draws Japanese connection to East. Here's East. also oh. the thing: Do you think it's it's Red Sox fans here? You think uh, you think Yam, uh, 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 Yoshida is just like yeah? They're they're fucking assholes. They're so I got stuck mean. here. They're fucking assholes. It's so fucking cold here. The public <laughs> transportation system sucks. And there's mice running around the dugout. But yeah. Come to Fenway. Right field, you can um, reach from the mound. Ooh. But yeah, I, I think I think if you go and, and the Yankees have done a great job of now totaling what you have an MVP in Judge, borderline MVP in Soto, you have a Cy Young in Cole. An MVP in John Carlos Stanton. Don't take that MVP, away from him. Yeah, MVP in Stanton. You have two players with World Series rings. Gold glove infield. You Defensively have, very solid infield. You have a very good look. I was gonna say, here's the thing, right? The Yankees always right. Um, the Yankees always run. I think their their leading emphasis to free agents to signings, whatever, is the legacy of the Yankees. Um, mm-hmm. which I think was also a very interesting choice when Soto was officially traded. Um, Cashman said that this is an extension of the Steinbrenner legacy. That doesn't get brought up a lot like mentioning of the Steinbrenners and that legacy that was built, right? So the Yankees have a very historic draw to baseball fans that the Red Sox also have, but the Yankees obviously have a more storied history. It's to compete with the flashiness of the Dodgers right now that it was rumored that Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, and Shohei Otani were all at the meeting with Yamamoto. So it's if he sees the flashiness of the Dodgers, who do not have 
right? They had one World Series in the last six years, and it was the COVID World Series, so does it fucking count, versus the hopeful legacy that the Yankees can prove that they have and and the and the future that they are building and showing that he can pair with Garrett Cole. He has an offense behind him. He has a young infield between Glaber and Volpe, and you have a, a successful DJ LeMahieu and a leader in Rizzo. Like, is it enough to overpower a cultural friend in Yoshida and the flashiness of the Dodgers? I just will imagine the their meeting with Yamamoto, and they're just like, you see, we have a very solid team. They have like a board, their whole team. You see, Gold Glover, he has a lot of history. He has two batting titles in two different leagues. That's impressive. That guy's good. And then, then our first baseman over here clicks next slide. He's a dog. <laughs> oh, how do you not like this? <laughs> you can see Anthony Rizzo. That's the bigger thing. <laughs> Anthony Rizzo and Anthony Volpe just like this. That's the bigger thing. How do you not? <laughs> we also, don't you forget about it. New York has Tommy DeVito. That is the superstar of New York. It's not a high five. It's a huh. Nobody gets culture like this one. You don't find that in 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 LA or Boston. Boston's a different kind of thing. Boston's a middle finger. The Volpes will make you the best Italian spread you've ever had. You wait for Rizzo. He'll show you how to get a concussion for nine months. Oi, oi, oi. And you know what? We accept injuries as a part of your game. It is what it is. Um, I'll cry if he's a Red Sox. I'll dutifully accept it if he is a Dodger. I'll piss my pants if he's a Yankee. And that's all I got on that. Hopefully it happens soon. But also, I don't know if I hope it happens soon because then we have nothing else to fucking talk about. Yeah. Well, I mean, we still Snell and... Snell and Bellinger. Blake Snell is the last person I want to talk about, Scotty. And okay, Jordan Montgomery. We can talk about Jordan Montgomery any day. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get out of here. I don't know how long we've been here, but it feels like forever because we haven't done it in a while, and we had a lot to cover. Well, I wonder why. I mean, we had a few few weeks to make up. We had a few weeks to cover. Um. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Instagram now that Scotty is done with school for the semester and hopefully he has a lighter semester next semester. There will be more activity on it. I don't know what his classes look like. Just kidding. Same Same shit, shit. different day. All right. Um, Same days. (laughs) Oh, same same shit, same days. Literal same shit. But make sure you to follow us on Instagram at pinstripe.podcast and follow the show on whatever platform you listen to it on. And for Scotty, I'm Lexi. And this has been the Pinch Fight Podcast. Bye!